From CBS News Bay Area, this is the Evening Edition. Good evening. I'm Andrea Nakano. Brian is off tonight. From the rain to the wind, people around the Bay Area dealing with some pretty ugly conditions today. Here's a time-lapse video from our camera on top of the Salesforce Tower showing the gray taking over the bay. And up in the Sierra, some rough conditions for people heading to the mountains for the holiday weekend. We've been seeing chain controls in place on both I-80 and 50. Last year was bad. This year is not so bad yet. <laughs> but year ain't over with, you know what I mean? Caltrans says expect delays on all Sierra highways throughout the night. Our photographer Alex Montano sent back some video of the conditions across the Richmond San Rafael Bridge earlier today. Let's get right over to meteorologist Darren Peck, who's tracking the system. Darren? The rain that's coming in right now, Andrea, is the focus for today's first alert designation. We got rain this morning, but that was fairly light. What's coming in now is a little more impressive. And if we just get a closer look on it, it's coming right through Marin and Sonoma County right now. And we can track that line, which will start to work its way southward over the next hour or so, and then getting down to the Golden Gate by about 8 o'clock, maybe late, late in the 7 o'clock hour. And then keeps going south from there, so everybody gets in on the act. Look at that organized line that eventually works its way down to Santa Clara Valley. I think you're going to get a bit rain shadow down there. So San Jose, your rainfall totals are not going to be as big as everybody else's. Either way, by 1 a.m., we're done. If you look at the totals, uh, when we'll do that when we get back together again in the complete forecast, I'll show you how much to expect. But there's one other item to discuss right now, and that is a new designation in the Sierra. You can see where the snow line is. Let's look under that. This is where the Sierra Avalanche Center just this morning designated an avalanche warning, and that's new. They didn't do that. Last week, it was, it was about a, a grade or two below this level of risk. And it includes the entire Tahoe Basin. This started this morning. It doesn't expire until we get to tomorrow night at 6. And just to really drive that point home, look at all the resorts around the basin. They're all included in this. So it is still a risky time in the Sierra. Due in large part, you still have that vulnerability, that surface from a lack of snow for the first part of winter. And now we're putting a whole bunch of wet stuff on top of it. So I'll be back with the rest of the forecast in a bit, show you what the next system looks like on Tuesday. Andrea, back to you. Here's a live look at our three Bay Area airports. All of them saw an uptick in delays and cancellations today. SFO was the most impact with, impacted with 184 delays, about a quarter of all flights, and 73 cancellations. Oakland had 65 delays, also about a quarter of their flights, and San Jose had just 39 delays and eight cancellations. Stay with us throughout the stormy weather. We will have the latest weather updates on air on our website, kpix.com, and streaming on CBS. News Bay Area. With nasty weather all around the country, many folks are staying indoors, but all of that time indoors could mean the spread of nasty respiratory viruses. Max Dara joins us from the newsroom with more. COVID, RSV, and the flu are all circulating right now. Not a surprise to doctors, as it is that time of year. But that being said, doctors say we still need to take this season seriously, as these three viruses can have severe outcomes. <coughs> the respiratory viruses are running amok. All of us probably right now know somebody or several people with COVID. That's Dr. John Schwartzberg, an infectious disease expert at UC Berkeley. I'm taking a lot more precautions now than I was just six weeks ago. I don't want to get sick with anything. And I certainly don't want to get COVID or influenza or RSV because those diseases are, are 
really harder on people than many of the other pathogens. According to wastewater surveillance data, a strong indicator of how much virus is spreading throughout a community, Bay Area-wide, COVID detection has gradually but continually increased since Thanksgiving. RSV has as well. State data shows moderate flu activity across our region. However, wastewater surveillance shows a higher concentration in the South Bay. Looking at COVID in San Francisco, city health data shows COVID hospitalizations are at the highest level they've been since last March. Of those who get tested by medical providers, which doesn't include at-home test kits, the test positivity rate has climbed as well. The seven-day average is now at 12.9%. Holidays, people being indoors, plus people traveling. I think those all three of these things together are a perfect setting for a perfect storm for lots of virus circulating. Schwartzberg says seniors, babies, and those with compromised immune systems are most at risk of severe outcomes from these respiratory illnesses, but everybody can help reduce the spread. The three major pathogens that are out there that could really harm us, harm us very badly, we have vaccines for. So be sure you avail yourself of these vaccines. According to city data, this year's flu season in San Francisco got off to a much slower start than last year's. However, the test positivity rate is still climbing right now, when at this point last year, it was declining. In San Jose, police say a woman that was kidnapped overnight was dropped off at the police station about 13 hours later. They say Acela Panetta Silva is visiting the bay from Mexico. Two men stole a car with her inside. That happened at 2 in the morning near 5th and St. John Streets. Then police found the car near Valley Fair Mall. A chase ensued and they arrested one of the suspects, but Silva and the other suspect we're still missing. Police say the community stepped up to help officers with this case. Fortunately, just after 3 p.m. today, uh, the female victim was dropped off here at the San Jose Police Department by a Good Samaritan who had seen our alert. Police say she had minor injuries but is safe. Investigators are still looking for the second suspect. Bay Area-based Kelly Moore Paints has suddenly shut down all of their stores. There were 61 stores in the Bay Area, including this one in Pleasant Hill. The company was looking for an investment group to keep operations going but failed to get funding. It blames its collapse on more than three decades of lawsuits related to the old owner's use of asbestos in Kelly Moore products. Many customers were blindsided by the closures. I'm not going to be painting anytime soon, but I'm trying to get ready for the spring. And so I thought I'd come down here and grab a few more cans of paint before you can't. But I, I didn't expect them to be closed right now. I thought we could, they'd be open for a little while till they kind of wind things down because they have all this inventory. So what are they going to do with it? Kelly Moore Paints was founded in San Carlos in 1946. A new owner purchased, purchased it in 2022. In Oakland, protesters shut down the port demanding the U.S. to stop providing aid for Israel and called for a ceasefire in Gaza. Hundreds of demonstrators were out there before sunrise, chanting and banging drums. They wanted to disrupt operations at the port. Protesters left, then returned to disrupt the afternoon shift at the port. A big crowd marched outside and blocked nearby streets. Protesters claim a ship carrying military supplies to Israel was expected to arrive. We would like workers to stand in solidarity with us and say, 
no business as usual as long as our taxpayer dollars are going towards funding a genocide. We don't want the Port of Oakland to be complicit in these war crimes. The Port of Oakland released a statement saying disruptions affect their operations and everyone. They went on to say it also impacts the timely flow of international commerce. In early November, a group of protesters delayed a military supply ship from leaving the port by locking themselves to it. We could not verify that that ship, the Cape Orlando, was the same ship scheduled to return to port today. Meanwhile, a U.S. official says the Biden administration has carried out more strikes against Houthi targets in Yemen Friday. Those strikes come a day after a coordinated multinational attack on nearly 30 Houthi locations. U.S. military officials say more than 150 precision-guided munitions struck more than 60 targets at nearly 30 locations, including command centers, missile and drone launch sites, and air defense systems. A Houthi military spokesman said five people were killed and six were wounded. The coalition bombardment came in response to weeks of Houthi drone and missile attacks on commercial ships in the Red Sea, a vital trade route. Dozens and dozens of targets struck, again, intended to degrade and disrupt the, the capability of the Houthis to conduct these kinds of reckless and illegal attacks. The Houthi vows to retaliate. The U.S. Navy warns American ships to stay out of the Red Sea for the next 72 hours. A developing story out of Capitol Hill. Sources tell CBS News that congressional leaders reached a deal on a short-term funding bill that will avoid a partial government shutdown for now. The resolutions would keep the government funded through March 1st and March 8th. If you feel like you're having deja vu, don't worry. This is the third time since September Congress has settled for for a short-term spending bill, there are no signs that they are any closer to a longer-term deal. Well, just two days before the Iowa caucuses, the state is seeing whiteout conditions and record-breaking cold. The severe weather has forced Republican contenders to adapt, and many are wondering how the bitter cold will impact voter turnout. Natalie Brand reports from Iowa. Despite inches of snow on the ground and sub-zero temperatures, the campaigns are trying to plow ahead during this final weekend before caucus night. They can throw a blizzard at us and we are going to fight. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis traversed the state for a series of events, including a stop at the headquarters of the Super PAC supporting him. Volunteer Debbie Hedinger says she's made 2,000 calls on behalf of DeSantis since she started volunteering in October. What do you think DeSantis's chances are? Well, I think they're very good because they have a really good ground game here. And I think, well, I'm hoping that the snow and the weather doesn't keep people home. They're now encouraging people to turn out despite the freezing cold. Former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley also tried to cover as much ground as possible Saturday to win over undecided voters. But John Urkula has his mind made up. The Republican Party, we have hemorrhaged and hemorrhaged and hemorrhaged suburban women voters. I think someone like her would bring a lot of those voters back to the fold and give us a fighting chance to win again. Polls show a close race for second between Haley and DeSantis, but both trail former President Trump by double digits in the latest surveys of Iowans. Trump, who's maintained a strong base of support in rural parts of the state, had to cancel rallies planned for Saturday due to concerns about frostbite. Even with the snow here, I think nothing's going to keep a Trump person from being out at the caucuses on Monday. Mother Nature delivering an unexpected blow, with campaigns trying to ensure their supporters turn out on what's expected to be the coldest caucus night in history.
Temperatures are forecast to be below zero on Monday when caucus goers gather at precinct locations across the state. And it's not just snow. Police in coastal New Hampshire were encouraging people to evacuate after high tides flooded streets and homes. You can see this man decided to stay and wait it out on his deck. And when your street becomes a river, sometimes you'll see a daring resident boating on land. Police in Wells, Maine shared this footage asking people not to kayak in this weather. Well, thank you for watching, and we will be back here. Darren and I will be back here at 11. Good night.